welcome to What the Finance. I'm Hannah, a millennial finance fanatic, lending specialist, and realtor that has spent the last eight years learning how to take control and create my own version of financial freedom. On this podcast, I want to use what I've learned along the way to help you reach your financial goals and build your dreams because as you know, finance is not a one-size-fits-all topic. I'm so happy you're here. Let's go. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to What the Finance. I'm really happy to have you guys here. Thank you so much for being patient with me while I recuperated over this last week and finally got my voice back. I appreciate everybody giving me the input on what to do for my sore throat. I have not been sick sick like that for a very long time and it just kind of came out of nowhere with any sickness that does. So I didn't really know what to do and I was blindsided, but I'm happy to be feeling better now. I got a little bit of a cough, but trucking through. Before we get going into what we're going to talk about today, I just wanted to put a really quick plug in there. I am taking one more person for May for my free personal finance coaching. Reach out to me if you want to get more details on that. Again, this is free. Um, I only have one more spot available in May. I have two available. One is full. I have one more spot available for May. So reach out to me if you'd like to get more details on that. I'd love to absolutely help you out as much as I can. Keep in mind, this is not going to be free forever. Right now, I am in just the learning phase, trying to figure out what works for everybody. So this will not be free forever. So reach out to me if you have any questions on that, want to learn some more, and we'll get started on your version of financial freedom. Um, So today, and I really wanted to get this episode out this week because it's touching base on how to save when traveling, which maybe you're not a big traveler. Um, I personally am. If I could travel all the time, I would. The saying of if traveling was free, you'd never see me is completely true for me. I... I would I I, I want to see the entire world and more. <laughs> I I love to experience new history, new culture. I love food. So, I love to experience the new experience new food as well. Just like the whole round of it and just learning their history, what brought up that region, what's it all made up of. So, anytime that I can experience something like that is it just feeds my soul. It feeds my heart. Plus, it's really educational as well. And I love learning new things like that. So the more that I can learn and the more that I can experience, the more rounded of a person that I feel like I am. So that's something that's extremely important to me. Um, when we first started our financial journey, I was scared that we wouldn't be able to travel as much and I wouldn't be able to experience new things, which all in all, not the worst thing in the world, but like I said, traveling is something that really feeds my soul. It's really important to me to be able to experience those new things. So I was really bummed out. I didn't think that I'd be able to go anywhere for at least a couple of years. And I kept doing research and trying to figure out how can we travel? Are there any like cheap places that we can go? And of course, doing all the research online. And one day I did come across an article about how to find cheap flights, which I prefer to fly when we go places if it's more than like a six or seven hour drive just because I do not like driving. I do it all the time for work. I don't really want to do it on vacation. So if I can drive, if I can fly, I will. Um, So that was really neat thing to find. And you guys have probably heard of like Expedia, Hopper, you know, they keep track of all these flights and whatnot for you. But my secret thing that I use is Google Flights. And the reason why I love Google Flights is because it will tell you when the cheapest day to fly is 
as well as it'll tell you, maybe you don't have like a destination in mind, it'll tell you where the cheapest place to fly is as well. It's an amazing tool. I'm going to link it in the show notes to here so you can just go right into Google Flights and start using it. So recently I booked flights to Los Angeles. I'm going to be going on a girl's trip with one of my friends and we need to find flights to Los Angeles. Where I live, there are seven airports that I can fly out of within like three hours of me. There's not seven airports by me. They're all <laughs> they're further away than that. But there's seven airports that I can choose from. So on Google Flights, it's really nice. So I can put in any pick of those airports in like the flying out of. So I like for me, Southwest Wisconsin, I can choose Dubuque. I can choose Madison, Milwaukee, Chicago if I want to drive all the way to Chicago and deal with that. Cedar Rapids, Quad Cities. So I can put all of those in like those are the options that I can fly out of. And let's say I know that I need to fly into LAX. So I just choose I'm going to fly out of any of these, but I need to go into LAX. I can put that in and then Google will tell me when the cheapest days are to fly in and out. So that's really cool and it's really nice. Also too, it shows you an array of multiple airlines. Only airline that I know that it doesn't show is Southwest. Um, But I'll tell you that it has, like Southwest has flights that day. It just doesn't show you the price of it. Um, So that would be one that you normally have to go look at. Um, But otherwise on Google Flights, when you're looking it up, it'll tell you like American has a flight at this time and this is the price. United has all these flights and these are the prices. And this is the price for the flyout date. It's all round trip. You can choose one way. You can choose multiple cities. So when I was doing mine, I put in for Los Angeles, I put in that I wanted to go out of any of these airports, but I need to fly to LAX. And the date that we could fly out was uh, we could go either on like May 5th or May 6th. So I pulled up the calendar and it told me that the cheapest date to fly out there was May 5th. And then we were going to be flying back on May 9th, which worked out because it was the cheapest day to fly back. So I ended up finding over pretty good price flights for right now because I'm. If you're a traveler, you've probably seen with anything. Uh, flight prices have skyrocketed, but we do what we can. But I found really good um, flights that met the time that I needed, um, as well as it was on my preferred airline too. So I was able to just look up those prices, and then it takes you right directly to the airline's website to book, and it'll also tell you like. Uh, it'll also tell you where the cheapest uh, website is to book at it. So m- most of the time it is to f- book directly through the airline, but sometimes there are websites that are running promotions. So like sometimes Expedia is maybe the cheapest one to book out of, but it'll tell you those different prices as well. Now, let's say that you're like, I just, I know I need to take a vacation. I have vacation days I need to use up, or I just need to go somewhere and I want to go somewhere in July. So you can, the same thing, going back to the beginning of using Google, you can put in the air the airports that you want to fly out of, and let's say, I don't care where I go, I just want to go somewhere. You can put your airports in, and then hit Explore Destinations. And then what that will do is I'll bring up another section, and you can put in that I know I want to go in July, and I want to be gone for a week-ish. And you can choose those and it'll tell you where the cheapest destinations are in July for a week trip. And you can kind of play with like the dates and stuff like that once you find a spot. But it's super nice because I have found really good cheap flights to just random destinations through using Google Flights. Like I said, if I can find a good deal and if I can go, I'm going to go. It'll also tell you if the price for your flight is low average or high and it'll also kind of tell you we expect these flights to go up or down and so that way you can kind of gauge if you should wait or not it's usually 
spot on, I have found. There's only been one time that it wasn't right, and that was because the pandemic started, so all the flight prices dropped. So yes, Google Flights, so it's just flights.google.com. It's a really good tool to use if you need to find a flight somewhere, if you're like, hey, I just want to go somewhere, show me when the cheapest flights are and where they are, and I'll, I'll be there. Absolutely love that tool. It saved me hundreds of dollars um, on my expenses, and it's gotten me to places where I maybe wouldn't have went before, so that's really nice. Um, okay, so saving on hotels. Now, a lot of people don't know this, but if you work at any kind of like a corporate job or even like a slightly larger company, they probably have some sort of website that you can use to find cheaper hotels. So check to see if your job has something like that. Like my old job we had is called Perks at Work and we could fly, we could find hotels for like 20% off, 25% off, what it would cost even if we booked it through Expedia. And plus we got rewards as well that we could use on later hotel stays and using it towards anything else really. Another really good way to save money when you're traveling if you're looking for stays is if you're in a larger group I personally love short-term rentals, Airbnb, VRBO, because what it allows you to do is even if you have, if you have a, a maybe even a group of four, it's really nice because that way you guys can have your own rooms and then you can also have a kitchen too. So when you're traveling, if you have a kitchen, you can maybe cook at the house for a couple of times that have to spend so much eating out as well as it usually ends up being about I would say 30 to 40 percent cheaper than if you would get a hotel like just for the price of the room for your stay itself um so I always say give a shot look at Airbnb VRBO you can usually find some pretty nice places on there as well as those are or majority I should say are owned by just like Families who have it on the side that they had an extra spot. Maybe they have like a cabin in the back of their yard and they can rent it out. Um, so you're, you're helping a local business, a, a local family bring in some extra money. So a lot of times it's not going towards a corporate company. If that's something that's super important to you, it is to me. I don't. I try to keep money local or try to help it go towards small businesses. Um, so that's something that you can keep a lookout for. Okay, so now let's talk about saving money while you're on your trip. There are a lot of different hacks um, and different ways you can do it. I'm just going to go over a few that I do like all the time when I'm traveling. First off, Groupon. It is, it has saved me so much money. Like when we went to Nashville, we were there I think three or four years ago. I Groupon everything that we did. Any kind of activity that we did, if it wasn't on Groupon, we didn't do it. And it saved us a lot of money. We got to do brewery tours. Um, we got to go to museums. We got to go to food places that we probably wouldn't have went to. So if you go on a Groupon wherever you're traveling to, you can put the city in there. And then you can like, do experiences or food. And we, like half the time, most of it was at least half off. Like the ticket prices for, we went to the Johnny Cash Museum in Nashville that was half off. We got to go to this brewery tour. We only paid, I think, $15 for the both of us. And we got we got to try all the beers. And we got these really cool cups to take home with us, too, and koozies. Absolutely loved it. And we got to experience things that we wouldn't normally because with it being on Groupon as well, we got to see things that maybe you wouldn't normally see because they're not like the big names. They're not on Google right away. So we got to see things that you normal tourists wouldn't see. Something else that saves us a lot of money when we are traveling, when we go out to eat, 
we do not get a, a mixed drink, the fruity drink, or an appetizer every time we go out to eat. The reason being is because that alone, like let's say you're on a four or five day trip and you eat out twice a day, just by only getting one drink, like let's say you eat out twice, you don't get a drink for lunch, but you do get one drink with dinner. Just that drink alone for a couple would save you around $150 just on the trip, that right there. Because most drinks when you're traveling, $12, you got two of you, 24 times five days, so that's saving you 120 bucks right there. Plus, if you don't get an appetizer every time too, those are those can get pricey, especially in touristy areas. Again, another $15, so that's saving you another $100 potentially on top of that too. $10 here, you know, $8 there that really adds up when you're on vacation and you don't, and then when you get home and you look at everything, you're like, oh my God, how did I spend so much? Well, it's just those little appetizers, the drinks that you wanted to try. Not partaking in those every time you go out to eat will save you a lot of money. And also too, even if it's not so much about saving the money, but that's money that you can go spend in experiences and other things that you want to do and see when you're on vacation as well. Okay, the last piece of how to save money on travel is something we're gonna try to lightly on because this is not gonna be for everybody. It will not work for somebody if you have an issue with credit cards or being able to keep your balances low on your credit cards. I personally was not able to do this for the longest time because I had a hard time using my credit cards responsibly, um, but luckily I'm now in a spot where I can. So on this trip that I am taking soon here with my girlfriends, I was able to pay for our flight to Los Angeles with credit card points. Many credit cards have introductory offers. So what this means is if you sign up for the credit card and if you spend so much, let's say $3,000 in the first three months of the card being open, they'll give you an an additional 80,000 points like right off the get-go just for signing up with it and spending that amount within that amount of time. This is really good for somebody who knows how to utilize their credit cards responsibly. Um, Personally for us, when I know that we have a large expense coming up and as long as my credit will allow for it, I actually open up a new credit card and I put that expense on the credit card, but I have the funds to pay the expense off already in my account so I can pay off the credit card. So what happens, so like just recently, we we had a large expense come up on our Airbnb. I knew I was gonna be spending a few grand. I had the money in my account. It was already set for the business expense. I actually opened up a rewards credit card, a travel credit card that had, if you spend $3,000 in the first three months, I get that 80,000 points. Now this was a hotel credit card. It's a hotel that I personally love to stay in. So I knew that these points would be something that I would end up using within at least the near future. And it's something that I'd actually be able to use too. So with the credit card that I signed up for, I was able to put the expense on the credit card. I had it paid off before the billing cycle. And now, though, with that credit card, too, there's a lot of perks that come with having those credit cards. So like with this card, if I say so many nights, I get a free night. I get uh, special service in my room, like free water. I get a free meal for breakfast. It's, it's different things that I use all the time. Um, my most used travel credit card that I use is actually my United Airlines credit card just because that's the airline that I travel most with when we do fly. So I personally love my airline credit cards because I'm not a light packer. With my United Airlines credit card, I get a free carry-on and I get a free checked bag when I fly. So that's very important because I am terrible at packing. I go for four days, I pack for two weeks. It's insane. 
I'm sure that somewhere there's probably a husband that's listening to the wife listen to this and is giving them a, that look. <laughs> My husband is the same way. But that's something else that I always look at when I do sign up for a credit card. I look at the quote unquote perks that are part of that credit card. And is this something that I'm actually going to use? Because like there's cards out there that have like a $700 annual fee and you get like priority pass or to their lounge or just some things that I personally would never use. I'm not the type of person who would go to the airport super early to check into my flight. Like I'm one of those people who's running to the gate. <laughs> so I don't use the priority pass very much. So that's not something that's super important to me. So I wouldn't sign up for a credit card if it was just that priority pass. Like American Airlines, I have one of their credit cards. I have the one right now where I can get my free checked bag, but they keep trying to get me to upgrade to the one above that where I just get free priority pass, but I won't be using those their lounges a lot. So it's not something that's important to me. It's not worth the upgrade and paying the $500 a year versus just the $100 a year, which I easily get back for my free checked bags because free check bags or check bags are normally like $40 one way. So if I have a two-way trip, that's 80 bucks. That's just me. My That's just for myself. Plus my husband usually goes with me. So that alone right there takes care of the fee in our check bags. If you guys have other questions on like credit cards and travel hacking, if that's something that you personally feel like you're comfortable with, with opening cards and wanting to learn more about that, feel free to reach out to me or with any kind of like travel hacking. I am the person who my friends reach out to me and they're like, hey, Hannah, play in this trip. And I absolutely love to. I will sit down and just plan out this trip. I'll find them the best prices and get it all done for them. I absolutely love it. I think it's fun. So I can answer all your questions on that. Or if you just want to talk about just travel in general and ask me about where you, where I've been and you want to talk about where you've been, I'd absolutely love to hear it. Reach out to me as always. I love to hear feedback from you guys on all my episodes. So again, let's connect. I am on Instagram. I am on Facebook. I love to hear from you guys. Um, so yeah, that's what we have for today. I will have another podcast out on Monday for an episode and I'm running through a couple of different ideas of what to do. If you have anything that you want to know about or want me to do an episode on, feel free to send me a message. I love to, like I said, feedback from you guys. What do you want to hear? What do you want to learn more about? I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Stay safe, everybody. Thank you so much for listening today if you vibed with this podcast please check the show notes so that way you can find my link to my instagram so that way i can personally thank you for listening in and if you have any questions at all on anything financial related that you'd love for me to touch base on in future podcasts send me a dm tag me in the post i cannot wait to hear from you guys and help everybody find their version of financial freedom i'll catch you next time Bye.